Quick reminder, everybody, if you're buying supplements, go to FusionMuscle.com. Use promo code KOTL25 to get 25% off of all the supplements available, and they got it all. From multivitamins, pre-workout, creatine, what you want, they got dropped off right to your house. FusionMuscle.com, promo code KOTL25. I'm going to get some light in here. Hold on. Do I got to take my shirt off, fellas? What's going on here? Dude, we never. <laughs> All right. But last last time I seen this situation, I had my credit card out and it ran me up a, a big bill, fellas. Now, I don't know who's hey. doing. I don't know who's doing what, but I'm in. I'm interested. <coughs> Sounds like you got a small problem I can take care of. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you talk dirty to me, man. Um, I know you do. <laughs> so. You guys seen the post. There's a lot of discussion. I'm recording right now, by the way. So okay. uh, you guys see the post. A lot of discussion. Here's what the debate I want to get your guys' opinions on. And we'll talk about some of the other shit that went down in tribute. We can talk about what's going to go down at, at Boss of Bosses. <coughs> we can catch people up on yourself, Brendan. Because it seems like my man is always getting some bad luck thrown his way. But... Um, we'll, but off the top, so 2015, Jesse Norris, way ahead of his time, posted a 2,033-pound total. That's 920-some-odd kilo, I believe. And um, what broke all the records at a 198 pounds, 90-kilo uh, weight class. And everyone was like, Jesus, nobody's ever going to touch this. Well, because he's the greatest of all time. He was the GOAT. His Wilkes ridiculous. Everybody was all over it. And, and it should stand to reason. He was also a junior. He was a kid. You know, he's still a junior. And, and a nice looking man. Right? He's beautiful. He's fucking yeah. beautiful. He's gorgeous. Okay, let's just say that. So, um, fast forward. Four years later. Four short years later. 2019. Young man named Johnny Hack. Might have heard of him. Hits. Who? A 2,000 pound, 907.5 kilo total in the 181, 82 and a half kilo weight class in sleeves. Now, this is where people start, you know, obviously a higher Wilkes, but there's some intangibles here. Their body weights are closer than their weigh-ins were, closer than their weight classes. I know the weight classes are saying 181 and 198. But the body weight's probably realistically within seven pounds of each other, I think. I think John's usually in the 190s, and so is Jesse. So they're not super far apart. The Wilkes is going to be slightly exaggerated. Um, And one man was in the open, another man was in the juniors. So in terms of significance with just those two performances, just the two, not overall career, what is the more impressive performance to each of you men Given one guy's a junior, one guy's in a smaller weight class. Let's you know up. the answer. <laughs> yeah. Brent, Brent. Captain America, John Hack. <laughs> yeah. Listen, who the fuck cares about who weighed what? All right. Jesse's the man. And uh, he always will be. It's the old, there's no weight classes in the jungle argument, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, listen. On, on the realist, how far away, 33 pounds, how far away is that from 2,000? 
is it bigger than people think or is it smaller than people think? Do you th- like this is top end? You know, this is top end weight. It slows down at the top end. What do you guys think? Uh, Go ahead, I think. All right. So I Don had plenty more of his tank, but the his first two squats were called high. So uh, obviously, if John was in the SPF, which Jesse did in record breakers, John could have got all three of those plus some room to spare. Uh, especially SPF. So, John originally had the plan of going 705, 710. So, he still had another 20, 30 pounds left. And if you want all those lifts, uh, especially squats, like he, he's good for that. Um, so, his plan was to go for Jesse's record. It's just that, you know, with the two squats on his calls, he had to be conservative and just get that one squat in. When you say if he was an SPF, uh, meeting the Federation? Yes. Yes. How, That's the record breaker tradition. Having said that, so are you saying John's two squats were deep enough, or are you saying, like, what would it change? Because Jesse's squats weren't high. I don't. No, think- his squat. I'm just if, if John was at at an SBF meet, his two squats would have got passed by a mile. You think so? And so he would have had the yeah. confidence to proceed to a higher third. Yes. Yes. But, what he means. but okay. But you think John's judging was fair? Or, or like, are you saying, because you could argue, if John's judging was fair and those two squats were high, all's well how it should have. Or are you arguing, I mean, it's kind of coulda, woulda, shoulda, because you could be like, well, if he's... Yeah, like, yeah, he's for sure. I'm just higher. saying, I, I think, uh, if they were in the same, obviously, they're not in the same meet, but I, I just think John, with a different standard, would have got more in his squat. And... and and to add to that pressure, I mean, he had a, he, he missed his first two. He had to just yeah. make that, that third performance. So, like, where is Jesse? All he had to I do was hit depth, though. On the first, all he had to do was hit depth, and he would have been fine. It's hitting depth, just not, you know, standard. That so, Jesse, obviously, so you're Jesse, suggesting he hit depth, and then USPA gave him a bad call? I don't think it was bad. It's just one of those borderline ones. You know? I didn't, like, see, I didn't see it, so that's why I'm asking. Yeah. I, I mean, I was there, like I said. It, it's like borderline, but... Either way, I just think uh, I, I know for sure that John had more than him or has more than him. Um, so, well, well, yeah. could you argue that Jesse had more? Do you think though? Because some of the, the yeah, his list looked had more than him too. So, what do you think about this? What do you guys think about if let's say both guys were in the exact same weight class and they put in the exact same total? However. Same weight class, same total. However, one individual, just like this situation, squatted more and deadlift more. The other guy had a monster bench press. Does that weigh on you when you when you can tell, like, obviously, to judge a man's force, it's how much weight you could shift. If I was going to set you up on a machine to judge how much force your body can generate in a one single feat, I need to see how much weight you could shift. Jesse's probably the stronger human being because he could shift far more weight in any given lift but spread over over three lifts if they ended up the exact same does that ever bear on you when you think of things like that like jesse might be the stronger guy but spread out over three lifts the pretty even steven and if you're gonna break a tie does that ever break Uh, i I think it's like a i definitely know you're i know what you're talking about and i feel like that an example in the super heavyweight division would be like a david douglas or a jp price like, those guys are extremely impressive. They put up monster totals, but they, they lack one of the big lifts, which is the deadlift. But 
they have such an impressive bench press that still keeps them in the game on the top end of total. So I know what you mean. Like it does kind of make you overlook them a little bit. You know what I mean? Which could be, a, it could benefit them, you know, cause they get slept on. But I, I know what you're saying. Like I, I, yeah, I think that the bigger squadron and the bigger polar is a more impressive, stronger lifter. But in the end game, all that matters is the fucking total. Well, one yeah. if it's both even though, let's say just for argument's sake, two guys, same weight class, same total. And you know, one man is capable of generating 800 pounds worth of force. You know, force over weight over distance is your force with acceleration. Um, and the other guy has to spread it out to, to hit that total. So one guy in one's feet of strength can just generate, his body can just generate more force. Does that ever make So he's stronger. Body? Yeah, so he's stronger. He's stronger. But ju- over the course of the sport, they're dead even if, if we say they have the exact same total. Does that ever weigh on your conscience when you're trying to so, – so when things get a little skewed, one guy's weight class up, one guy's weight class down, so there's a spread between them, slight, but it's short. Some people brought – I just bring it up because people brought that up in the comments. And it's, it is an argument. It's not thrown out. Neither guy – you could argue either way for both of them. Does that ever come up to, to you in your mind's eye, Andy? Do you ever think about stuff like that being like, nah? No, not like that. But I think like, – yeah, like – Yes, they walk around the same way, but John had to cut 20 pounds to make weight and perform like he did, whereas Jesse didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, John's, John's going to move up now to 198, so let's Is see he? how well he does in this new weight class. Ooh. You so know, he doesn't, he doesn't have to, like, he, I mean, he was, I saw him, he was, like, gray, <laughs> you know, so he, he actually missed weight the first weigh-in, so he had to, like, oh. go back and, and sweat it out some more. So there's two pieces to that. So they're pretty close in body weight, but the weight cut's going to impact them. So yeah. there's, so they aren't really. So that whole weight class thing is really kind. It's kind of funky. One guy did. It's funky, much. but 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 the the performance he did is, is I think it's more impressive because he had to cut the twenty pounds to do this. Yeah, it's with that with that new information. It tells me that John at a full one ninety eight will be stronger than Jesse. Yes. Right. So if he does it, which you know I'm sure he will, then yeah, that will that'll be there. At a full 198, so his size won't increase very much though, just the weight cut, because you have to, he has 24 hours to rehydrate, right? Yeah, correct. Would that be a pretty big, um, like how, how how what do you think his body weight was when he's walking around? He he said he was like 197, 186. Holy shit! So he's the same yeah. size as Jesse. Yeah, and he's he plans to just. Yeah, he's not gonna try and bulk up to like two twenty or something. He's just gonna walk around, try and get to like maintain two hundred five. So I think that extra seven eight pounds is gonna be huge for him. Hmm. Yeah. And so do you think twenty four hours? How much recouping could he do? Do you guys ever cut that much and then put it back on over the twenty four hours? Do you know physically how much you can get back to normal? Yeah, I know, Brandon. You. Oh, I, I cut weight all the time. Yeah, Brandon probably <laughs> yeah. does. No, but like. 24 hours is a long time to rehydrate. We only have two hours in the IPF, so it's it's. I've never done something big and drastic like that. Is it? Good? Um, it, it's it's a matter of like, can you put on that weight? Yeah, but is it like quality weight that can help you? Like, you know, like, uh, you know, our boy Garrett. Yeah, fear. Garrett fear. He he cut 20 pounds, or he cut like 16 pounds, but he put on 20 back. Um, so part of it's like how much you can like force feed yourself coming back and how much of it is water and how much of it is actual food so it's just a combination of all that 
you know, and if you, you know, I, did you get an IV or you do not, you know, all these things are factors, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, it just, it, it, 20 is huge, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, it's gonna. I be just want to fucking. I just want to eat burritos and fuck fat chicks, bro. So I don't know about this weight cutting shit. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done. So but I will say, I will say. So John's next meet is Pro Raw, which will be a twenty-two hour weigh-in because that's how they do it there. Oh, in Australia. Yeah. But it, it'll be a mono lift, but I'm sure John will walk it. Yeah. 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 And did Jesse walk out his squats and Reebok record breakers? I can't remember. He did. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Jesse was kind of known for that coming from the IPF, but yeah. I, don't, I don't, I couldn't confirm it. Brandon, if you if you didn't walk out, you're gonna have to just throw your argument out. I'm sorry. If he, yeah, if you didn't walk it out, then I I retract everything I've ever said positive <laughs> about this. <laughs> the legend dies. That's it. End of it, right there. If he did not walk out that squat, well, I, I'm pretty sure he walked it out. I I would. Andy, just... you looked it up. Pulling up right now. Hold on. Oh no! This I'm is... ner. I'm nervous. I fucking Uh-oh. feel a, little, a weird feeling in my stomach right now. I do too. I was like, I tried to handle Jesse's penis <laughs> at the Arnold when we we're at the bathroom one time, <laughs> and wouldn't let me handle it. No. Ah, he walked out. He did he walk out. out. Okay. Oh, did, thank God. Oh. I knew there was. Thank I knew God. there was a reason why I wanted to grab that little fucker. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's intuitive. <laughs> it just felt natural. Right? It felt it felt so intuitive and natural. That man walks out as I mean it, it just felt it felt great to me at the moment. We were in it was this was at the Arnold and we're at like some bar watching a UFC fight and we're peeing next to each other and I, I was asking I was just, just thinking about how genetically blessed he is. I was like, This guy is either hung like a donkey or hung like a fire ant. I was like, But I wanna find out <laughs> And so you know, I waited until I started to pee, and I was trying to look, and he wouldn't let me see it, and he thought yeah. it was weird that I wanted to see his penis. Oh, why would he say and that? Then he got, yes. I'm like, dude, stop being gay, bro. I just want to fucking grab your dick. <laughs> and uh, he wasn't he wasn't okay with that, but it's no. all good. I mean, I forgive him. Yeah, yeah I forgive <laughs> That's big, big of you. That's big of you. And do we have any, any yeah. scouting on, on John's package? I'm assuming. I'm assuming he's, he's well hung. I mean, he's more. He's more known for his ass because it's yeah. America's ass. That is America's ass behind him, and is that a factor? Yeah. Because if I if I had a guess, I would say John has like good girth, probably lacks the length. Like I'd like to think of him as like a little stubber, still effective, but a stubber. Still effective. That's team stub over here. Yeah. Okay. I'm with him. That's fair enough. Yeah. He's all ass. Okay. I'll, I'll ask his girlfriend. Don't worry. Okay, as, long as, I can get, I'll have her as long as I can get a finger around it, I'm good. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so, John's going to be competing. When is that next meet? March, Pro Raw. Oh, shit. Australia. That's a long ways away. Yeah, he's going to put it's on a some long good flight. muscle. <laughs> yeah, he'll, the thing with the two hour weigh in, I mean, you could still two hours. We do two hour weigh ins. I'll cut, like, I could still cut eight pounds of water. So, well, I think. I think their weight class is a little different too. I think it's like two, two ten. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. But mm. I think it's two hundred five or it's two hundred five maybe. But either way, like like I said, John doesn't plan on getting on much over or getting <laughs> like two hundred five. So if it's, if it's two hundred five, that's ninety three kilo. Um, like you got to think if he hit two thousand with in the one eighty one, that two thirty three's got to fall. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, but he's traveling internationally, which is going to be a huge thing. Well, he's done yeah. that before, though, and won worlds, so I think he's okay. Well, yeah, well, no, well, he won worlds in Texas. Oh, never mind. 
I don't know if uh, has he traveled. When's when did he try? I don't know if he's traveled international. Holy shit, this is a new thing. Honestly, though, I think it's not going to be that major deal. But that's the biggest travel pot. That's in Australia. That's a whole other side of the world, man. Yeah, he's just got to get there early enough. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to. Um, I'm wondering if he's gonna want to weigh in 90 kilo. Historically, that's the weight class 90 kilo. Just so he's going after Jesse's record. If he goes at 93 kilo and he doesn't cut the 90 kilo, and he beats 20-33, has he really? That doesn't laid- count. Doesn't count. All right. That's like not. Yeah, I, I think he might do that. He'll go to 198. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. So, what are we saying then? What is going to be our end all of this debate? Do we think? John Hack has surpassed Jesse in terms of those. And keep in mind, Jesse was a junior. And that's pretty crazy yeah. for a junior to come and do what he did. Yeah, I, I mean, I I feel that John will will take that, you know, as a matter of time. And, you know, his body of work through his career has just been, you know, consistently just going up and he's always winning even big meets. So um, I think he's really smart and, and with his training and he doesn't, you know, trying to compete too much, and um, yeah, I just think he's got a good head on his shoulders, and, and I think he will ultimately be the goat. I think here's what I'm thinking. Sleek. And, and, and my man Brendan, you you think performance versus performance? You think he hasn't surpassed Jesse with that performance? Might later, but those two performances, you're still thinking Jesse's was more impressive. Currently, I believe Jesse's was more, but I, I there's no doubt about it that John's going to pass him, and uh, you know there. I mean that's just it's inevitable, and uh, I mean I'm, I'm not a John, I'm not a John hater by any means. I like yeah. John, so I know it's I know it's going to happen. I'll be happy for him when it does. Yeah. I just you know I I like Jesse in a different way. You know what I mean. <laughs> John is no, inevitable. Got you. Your story was your story was on the nose. It was it was right on the nose, <laughs> my man. It was good. <laughs> but um, here's what I would say. Because if I'm going to split this tie vote, one Jesse, one John, I think um, John Hack right now is pacing himself to be the goat. And um, if we're going to go career for career, John Hack has surpassed Jesse. But if we're going to go performance for performance, I think only because Jesse was a junior when he did that, um, and he did it a few like four years ago, which is ridiculous. That just means he got on the gear earlier. Come on. What's that? That just means he got on the gear earlier. Well, and and he did it. The fact he did it four years ago at the time, it was like so far ahead of everybody else. It was like 200 pounds over the world record. It was stupid. It was like. What the shit? Like Je- John's well, two K totals. K totals were big for super heavyweights back then. At the time, yeah. yeah. So a two K total, like if you just historically speaking, the impact was uh, you couldn't wrap your head around Jesse. John is phenomenal what he did, but like you had just said, Brandon, um, a two thousand ki- or two thousand pound total at the time for super heavyweights phenomenal is a goal. So I think historically speaking, uh, just matchup for matchup. I'm going to lean towards Jesse. Um, however, I think, man, if John didn't miss his two squats, John would have been pacing himself uh, to, to probably hit the 20-33 at a weight class blow. And then it doesn't matter if dude was a junior. It doesn't matter if he was so far ahead of the rest of his time. Doing it weight class lower, that would have tipped the hat and evened it off for me being, you know, one guy was a junior, one guy was in the open, one guy did it four years earlier. 
So that, that, those are just the intangibles for me. If you do it so far in advance, you're ahead of the curve that far. But yeah. it's debatable. It is, and, and he was a junior. For a junior at his weight class to do that four years ago didn't make any fucking sense at all. Still doesn't make much sense, but uh, he didn't have hair on his dick. I swear to God, I looked I, in the bathroom, I checked it. There was no hair down there at all. Are you kidding? That's fact too. Andy, does that sway you? Um, uh, <laughs> I mean that is pretty young and, and <laughs> yes, unmature. I'm not talking about stubbled. I'm talking about there was a little peach fuzz, okay. but it wasn't actual man hair yet, and it's and I didn't. It stopped right at the shaft. I couldn't see from the shaft okay. below. Well, that's fair. Um, so I think that sways it. That's got to be Jesse. That's Jesse all day. Now, uh, looking at the rest of the tribute meet, a couple standouts. We, we're, we're anticipating a big showdown between Mariana, who's the new Wilkes queen, and the return of CeCe uh, Ingram, who had held the Wilkes. And we were thinking, I know me and Brandon are huge on CeCe, and we're like, look at CeCe shows up, she's crushing people. If CeCe was at the U.S. Open, everybody better go running. Um, Mariana did what she did. And uh, people like, yeah, I mean, 720 Wilkes, that's fucking ridiculous. And, uh, but they both girls show up, wasn't quite what we'd expected. And I believe Mariana edged CC by like 0.3 or something like that, something ridiculous. Basically, they both got 666, exactly. Right. What did you guys think there? What happened? Some devil shit. Some devil shit. Was this just doomed or what? <laughs> were they just cursed? I mean, we, we both were anticipating a neck-and-neck neck showdown, and we didn't quite get it. We need a rematch, obviously. Well, you have to realize Mariana was raw, and CeCe was in wraps. Oh. Right, so Mariana, Mariana clearly won that one. Yeah. So what happened with CeCe? Do we know the background story? Uh, nothing. She hit all her lifts. <laughs> but we'd anticipated because a year ago... Didn't she miss the squat? I'm sorry, Andy. Didn't she miss no, her second well, squat? She, she missed her second squat, but that's because she hit the upright, and she went up after that anyways. Oh, okay. and, and she destroyed it, yeah. Right. Didn't yeah. she hit 667 over a year ago in the last U.S. Open? Uh, I'm not sure. I thought she, she had hit... I thought she had. I was anticipating, put it this way, I thought she was going to come in and just like Steffi Cohen had hit 697 at U.S. Open and Mariana hit 720 or so around that ballpark. I was anticipating somewhere around that range with the return of CeCe. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm not going to like try and make excuses for her or whatever, but, you know, she did have a rough, I don't know, I don't know when it happened, whatever, with her ex and all that yeah, stuff. And yeah. she, she relocated and she's got a new coach and all these things and you know, I'm pretty sure she didn't powerlift for a long time. So I think that played a big factor into her training. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if if I, I don't, I don't remember her numbers from before. I didn't pay attention to her this meet either as much because I was handling other people, coaching other people. So, um, but yeah, and I know, and I know she didn't deadlift that much, so or as much as she could. So yeah, I guess her performance was a little under, but. You know, if 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 if, to, if this meet was just one of those meets where she just wanted to get back on the platform, do well, you know, not go for any you know any records like that, and um, she you know, did her, then she did her job, yeah, still yeah. get her win, then yeah, she got her job, and then maybe the next meet she'll go for you know some yolo shit. And that might be it because I did I do think she took time off powerlifting, so this might yeah. have been a tune up, warm up, yeah. get back in the game, and then I'm um, all eyes on the next one. I would be yeah, sure. if I'm not mistaken, she posted that something yeah. about a, 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 feet, a meet to get my feet wet and then gearing down for the next one or something. Yeah, yeah that and then her, you know, her actual 
whatever. I'm not going to make accusations, but her ex was actually at the meet, which he isn't allowed to be in any USPA. He was there. Uh, meet. Yeah, well, he coaches Cleo. So he was not, if he would have set foot inside the actual meet room, he would have been arrested. But he, I saw him in the courtyard, like where the pool is, and he was like on a laptop, like watching it, which is what really random fuck? to me. I don't know why he was even there, if that's all he's going to do. Right, so, in the bedroom. Yeah, so like he was there and his family was there. So like CC on her post said that, you know, I came back, had a rough whatever. I faced my, uh, she, she said abuser. I'm not, I'm not saying that I didn't say that, but, and all these things. So I think it was just, you know, a, a good win for her to like get back on the platform with a new start, new coach, all that stuff. I think it was, it was, he was charged and convicted. No, it's, am I it, Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. I just wanted to, Clear up. I think it was confirmed, but um, but anyways, yeah. Well, I mean, look at that's even more dramatic then. If for CC yeah. to have taken time off, come back, um, just getting her feet wet, so to speak, and then literally has to, you know, face those demons she's been facing, and then this is like this is like the fuck. That's the worst case scenario. That that really does give a whole lot of background that I didn't know about myself. Um, yeah. So shit. Yeah. Hopefully the next one, it's not quite the same situation. Yeah, I, I also think that like uh, the the boom of like these girls, you know, keep keep adding to their wilks and all these huge numbers. I think it's definitely going to slow down. Has to. You just can't add that much, you know. Well, at what point do they fix change the formula? <laughs> when it gets to eight hundred. <laughs> A bet. Look at. Um, I mean, obviously the IPF changed theirs eventually, and they did it because they said the Wilkes was outdated and it's not working no. like it's supposed. I to. heard, I heard they did, they 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 changed it because they wanted they were pissed off at that Wilkes guy. Uh, so. well, but if you looked at the numbers, it is outdated, and there was a bunch of stats. Yeah. Um, like eventually, are, do you think the USPA and other feds will just drop the Wilkes formula and come up with new ones as well? Like, I hope so, man. <clears throat> I do. I wish that there was a different way of doing it. Like, I don't necessarily know that there needs to be an overall winner. I mean, I guess in the big scheme of things it does, but I wish that there was more emphasis on winning the weight class and they would, uh, you know, it would be more of a big deal to win your weight class than to win some silly made up formula as opposed to, you know, yeah, it'll, it'll never be fair. Overall. I don't think it'll ever be fair across the board. But never. Class. So someone's always going to suffer, whether it's the bigger guys or the smaller guys, or the middle guys. There's just no way to create a formula to appease everyone in a fair manner. It should just be the winners of each class are the winners, and uh, highest total wins on the day. Is there is there enough enough depth of competition though to do that? Because like even I, don't, you, I don't care if I beat two people and they're the t- other two best people in the world. I mean, right? Yeah. They're the two best two seventy fivers. I I mean, if I were Andy, I would be stoked. Yeah, if yeah. I beat Larry and Dennis Cornelius, I'd be fucking stoked. <laughs> in, in terms of like handing out money, though, how would they? I guess they would just have to split it all up, or yeah, yeah, yeah. you distribute it out. Well, first of all, there needs to stop with the silliness of having two classes, raw and classic raw. Just if you if it's Kern, let it be classic. If it's U.S. or if it's tribute, let it be raw. And that way, you're not dividing the money in half. That literally separates the money in half right there. Yeah. So that eliminate that doubles the prize pool basically, right? So now then you can divvy that amongst each class um, into a way that makes more sense. And then um, and then you can do it. You can still do an overall, and then that overall is just less because it's going to favor the bigger guys, 
being that the highest total should always be the overall winner. Whether it's a super heavyweight, 308, 275, 242, whatever it is. I mean, he's the strongest of the day, or she's the strongest of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, it's yeah, a personal opinion. It's just not as a huge of a purse, but it's still an additional purse. Yeah, Right. I think that's how it should be. Yeah. I think they – I agree that no matter what you do, the, will, the formula is going to piss somebody off. Somebody's going to get the short end of the stick. Um, you know, like, you know, like every, every meet uh, – every one of these meets, like 95% of the competitors have no shot at the overall winner, at the overall – Money, so you gotta just you know they have need to have something more to uh, to strive to compete for, and that would be the weight class stuff, you know. Well, the worst is when the strongest don't even have a shot. That's yeah. what pisses me off. When the guys are out totaling other guys by a hundred to two hundred pounds, and they're losing. They're yeah, like on, they're losing Andre, money. They're calling Andre, the other guys stronger. Andre, Andre yeah. lost to Cody, uh, and Andre probably out totaled by three, four hundred pounds. Right, that's a joke. Yeah. And, and no formula is really going to – how can you compare dudes that – like one dude is literally twice his size? How can you compare – You don't because it's a test of strength. Is, what, are we, what are we doing? What, are, what is our sport? It's the a test of strength. That's a strength, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it should be the strongest, right? Like that's what – and that's what everyone wants to see. Like what the fuck? We want our sport to grow. It needs to be more entertaining. People want to see the big giant freaks. Why isn't it broken down to each individual weight classes? That way, the little guys that aren't very strong, that aren't significant, that shouldn't really be in a strength sport, that should be playing fucking tennis or swim or polo, that way they have a chance to feel significant. But then the real money or the real overall winner is going to go to the highest total, the actual strongest person on the day. Not some silly made-up formula to appease a 130-pound fucking dweeb. It's the big dogs. What about this, though? But John Hack was by far the biggest star. He got the biggest record. He, in terms of eyes brought to the sport, in terms of the shine that he brought to the sport, mainstream got people talking. John Hack probably had the biggest performance. How do you yeah. make something where it's like, can you have a performance? No way. You know, no like, way. Andre, Andre was a bigger eyes for sure. People would rather have seen Andre than see John Hack. Even though know. Andre's out of his prime and Andre's not nearly the man he used to be, Andre still was the show for sure. Do you, on, social, uh, on social media, all I heard was John. Hacker. I don't agree with that. I, I th- all I heard. I, yeah, I don't. It's not. Why not favor? It's not popular, but that's my opinion. Well, yeah, yeah fair enough. Fair enough. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think people like Russell, Ori, and John Hack. Uh, these guys are getting the most social media attention out of everybody. But uh, yeah, I, I guess. Well, there we go. We just said there's no way we're gonna please everybody. <laughs> you yeah. have it, right? What do you guys think in terms? What are some of the other performances? Kevin Oak had a big one. Um, obviously, Cody in wraps, 181, and uh, was the first guy in wraps to hit a 2,000 pound 907 and a half kilo total. Uh, the day yeah. before, bad timing for my man. I mean, he was a star for a day until Johnny Boy comes around, takes the knee wraps off, does it in sleeves. Okay. But that's still a crazy total he hit as well. And, um, and Kevin Oak had a phenomenal day as well. Um, yeah, I, I think Kevin's I, is really overshadowed by John and then, you know, Cody in some sense. Because Kevin broke two world records. He broke the squat record and the total world record, which was held by Larry. Um, and it's just, you know, not a lot of people talk about it. So I just want to give a shout out. Kevin for doing that. Especially, and that was the, awesome. especially the fact that that was Larry's. Larry Weir's yeah. world record. Everybody loves Larry. Every time anybody does something, uh, some fucking guy in the comments said, section would be like, I've seen Larry do more. Here comes yeah. Kevin Oak, and he exactly. takes Larry Wheels' world record 
he deserves yeah. a, he deserves like a hell of a lot of shine. Yeah, and like Kevin's been battling injuries the last two years, he hasn't had you know like a great great performance, and you know finally he he, he got this one out and, and you know broke those records. So I, Kevin's getting older too. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, we're all getting older. <laughs> well, yeah, I but mean, is he getting, like in his later thirties or um, no? I think I'm older than him. I don't think. Oh, okay. he's, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but but back to Cody too. Uh, I think just because Cody's like following isn't as big as all these other people that it, it is overshadowed, um, despite how impressive it was. You know, he's just such a quiet person. Uh, nobody knows much about him, so. Uh, I think that's part of it, but it definitely doesn't take, to me, it doesn't take away from his performance. I was, you know, oh, freaking amazing. You know, he was the first, whether or not, like, look at if John Hack comes the next day and, and steals your shine, you're also talking about a guy who might end up being one of the greatest of all time, or the people are talking about the greatest of all time, it's the highest Wilkes of all time. So if you're like, in all of history, the, the, the number one guy showed up, well, fuck it, okay. But still, Cody, what he did is nobody's ever done it before. The only guy who could maybe mirror that would be John Hack. So that says a lot, regardless. There's only one dude ever. So definitely all props to him. Yeah. Uh, Kevin's uh, 33. 33? Yeah, he's just so, yeah. Yeah, not old at all. He's a kid. He's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just a kid. He just looks old. <laughs> whoa, hey, whoa, hey, hey, hey. Um... And who else? Any other standouts uh, that we're missing here that we should also throw before we go to the boss of the bosses? Uh, let me think. Off the top of my, my cl- head. My client, Karina, Karina Davis, had a huge fucking day. She went eight for nine and totaled like 1380 in sleeves. Oh, shit. Oh. Um, let's, let's see. The women's... So it was Mar- Mariana and Cece and then... Yeah, and Mariana just kind of ran away with it. And for the yeah. and Andre with that, it was a four sixty squat, if I'm not mistaken. Ten fourteen, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thousand fourteen pounds. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, ten four sixty. Yeah, four sixty kilo. And what was his total? Twenty one ninety eight or something like that. And he's four. Now he's forty three. He's getting up there. Do you think he's gonna? When's he's gonna start slowing down and start? Well, I mean, in terms of, like, he's competitive, though. Like, he's not a prime, but, I mean, he'll, he's, comp- he's in there. He's competitive with the big dogs, literally. But when do you think he's going to actually be a master where he can't walk in there and be competitive? Like, he's not prime now. But what do you think? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, Andre told 2364. 2364? 20, Holy shit. I don't know yeah. that high. Maybe I was yeah. thinking Daniel Bell's total. Daniel Bell is 22.92. Oh, 22 nights. Okay. Yeah. Again, I didn't watch much of the meet at all this weekend. <laughs> Ever. It's been a long weekend. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Andy. Well, I, I think Andre is just on that decline, you know? It's just a natural process. It catches up to everybody. I mean, 43 is around when it starts happening. Some of the guys can keep it into their early 40s, but. Well, it also depends on their training age or how long they've been competing. I know Andre's been doing it for a while, so. Mm-hmm. Right, Stan Harding didn't break his record still when he was 43. But again, Stan also took like a 10 or 15 year break from lifting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, it's funny, but I was talking to Yuri, trying to talk to Yuri. Uh, he's been powerlifting for 15 years. Holy shit. So, you know, we forget how, you know, he's, he's been dominant recently, but he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, so Yuri, Yuri, um, he had an off day because uh, he he said that like three weeks prior to the meet, he like rather strained or bruised or something uh, his left, like, or something his right, like, like hamstring area behind the knee. Um, so in warm ups, he re aggravated it. So he actually dropped his opener from like whatever eight eighty one to like seven forty. So. Um, so yeah, he just had an off day cause he, 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 he injured that, but he still pulled 19 or 914 on his second deadlift, but he got red lighted because there's this rule in the USPA that once you get the down command, you can't move your feet. And he, he brought his feet in as he got the down command and he was oh, red lighted for that. I wanted so to that, ask about that because they don't yeah. have that. In the IPF, you're allowed to move your feet out of the way of the weights when they come down. Yeah, it's 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 permitted. So um, I actually talked to uh, Steve Dennison, who's the uh, you know president of USBA, and he said, "Yeah, it's a rule, but I think they're probably going to change it because you know there's actually no like advantage to the lifter for doing that. So that that's probably just a rule that they're going to change for the next year." Because yeah, I mean, when you, when you pull sumo, especially with that kind of weight, it's super dangerous if you're not allowed to move your feet. I mean, that's usually what they uh, do is they're just trying to, um, Brendan's doing his dishes here. <laughs> but, uh, if you're not allowed to move your feet, man, I mean, some dudes get broken feet, broken toes the whole nine. you got to let somebody move out of the way. And I don't think it would be an advantage to do so. No, it's not. It's like when you get the, the rack command on a squat. You're allowed to take a step back or forward, you know. It's just whatever. It's a, it's a, it's a rule that actually, you know, a lot of people, a lot of rest don't even know about or forget about <laughs> yeah. this particular meet the rest you know know it so they called him and of course he was pissed but it you know it's it part is. of the book yeah and and looking ahead at the boss of bosses um who do we got up lined up for the boss i don't have i couldn't find a roster i know we're gonna have to like look through their instagram page and look at all the little graphics they put up <laughs> did you guys see anything for that do you know off the top uh-huh. They got to do a better job of like uh, making that available for people to get a little more excited about it. Right, and me and Andy covered that about a tribute. Same thing, like uh, you didn't really know who was lifting. It wasn't yeah. uh, it wasn't promoted very well. You should have yeah. a nomination sheet where it says lifter and the highest nominated total going in, and yeah. always have that posted for meets just for everybody else to get excited. You know how many podcasts do preview shows and check it out? How many people follow and be like. Who's who's at this? That's why you're gonna watch the stream. Okay, so I know for sure, Big Julius, man, he just hit that 7:30. He's gonna oh, go for it. Shit, at yes. This meet, for okay, sure. what do you, do you guys? Think? <coughs> so Julius Maddox, massive bencher. Will he take Kirill's bench press world record? Do you think? I think so. I believe so. Yeah. You know what? When I was posting him last year. I gave up, like, King of Lifts gave him, like, the bench of the year last year. And some people were like, no, I'm not too sure. And I said, I think he's taking Krill's record this year. And I took a yeah. lot of heat from <laughs> At the time, I took heat. And now, I mean, shit, man, we're right here. 7.30 moved. Yeah. He's drug free, too. Yeah. My man's a beast. He's also an absolute, he looks like a fucking house. Yeah. He's like 440. <laughs> he's yeah. absolutely massive. But um, he was on the show, and he's like, couldn't be a nicer guy. He's got a crazy story to him. Um, yeah. Just a cra- super inspirational, positive dude. 
But if he takes Kirill's <laughs> record, that's going to, I mean, that's, that alone should be all over the place. And I'll push it and I'll bump it on King List. But if people knew that, you might watch. Because how long has Kirill's record been up? It's been years. Powerlifting. Three record. years. Powerlifting. Is it only three years? Yeah. Shit. It feels like, yeah. it feels like longer. It, in terms of powerlifting, records fall all the time. Um, this bad boy's going to go. You know, this is one that was like lasting. People thought it lasts for like forever. Nobody seen. Well, Eric Spoda only held it for like three years, it and then it was gone by Kirill. It yeah. felt like Kirill's was further back, but maybe that's because. See, here's the thing with social media too. Um, because it's the time of social media, it feels like things falling sooner, and we haven't seen Kirill in a while pushing that weight. So it feels like forever. When you think 2015, 16, it feels like forever ago now. Like when we talk yeah. about John Hattie, yeah, look it up. record breakers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think obviously that's one to watch. Uh, I know Andrew Herbert's competing. Oh, yep. Yeah. The beast. Um, the return of Rob Hall, who blew out his knee after, and then after getting rhabdo the previous year for at the cage. Um, Brandon's favorite, Rob Hall. He's got the stupidest IG name I've ever seen. What is it? The Savage? World Breaker Savage something. World fucking cum dumpster. World cum dumpster? That doesn't sound that. That sounds friendly. Uh, uh, and then I know Steffi's doing it. Steffi Cohen. Oh, Steffi Cohen. I heard of her. She's good. Yeah, she's doing it. And then... Um... I, uh, Yuri said he'll do it if he's healthy enough. So I don't know how how fast he'll recover. It was 2015. The end of it was in November 2015. So it'll be coming up on four so, years if it doesn't. Yeah. Shit. Over three years. Yep. It's been a hot minute. Look at this 2019 and 2015 being compared back to back right here, fellas. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Here we are. So do you think Steffi Cohen, realistically speaking, because um, is boss of bosses you wear wraps? Yeah, and so, mono. What do you think? What do you expect from Steffi Cohen? Could she? She's obviously she did six ninety seven. She's capable of seven hundred on a good day. Could she make a run at the Wilkes total, or is that a big ask? Seven twenty. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I've been semi following her training, but I don't. I, I'm pretty sure she doesn't post everything. She hasn't posted as much. She's as much little, recently. No, yeah. she's a little Nothing. more low key. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if she's – I'm going to say she's going to go for it as a, from the, as a competitor that she is. So I, I think she has a shot at it. Um, I think her chances are like uh, 70% because she'd have to have like a perfect day. Yeah, and that's, that's relatively that's, – that's pretty good. That's relatively high. I think breaking into the 700 Wilkes is – like, look, she's three Wilkes points off, which is a joke. That's, so she's there. She could at least yeah. officially get into the 700. I, I think she, like you said, if the day's going good and she's feeling good, she'll probably push. The only thing is, Steffi, she does her best, her best previous at the U.S. Open because she's chasing people and she's in battles yeah. and people are pushing her. I, I didn't hear any names rattled off that are going to push her, and it's a little harder. I know it's easier when you're in the warm-up room. You look over there, and you're looking into the fucking person's eyes. You're in the warm... The hype around you is, oh, you hear Marianne is in your weight class. And everyone's yeah. talking about it. Oh, my God, she weighed in in your weight class. It just helps. It's sports. When you're just playing against yourself, it's different. But when you're playing in someone else, and you feel that adrenaline, and everyone's watching, and the hype around it, 
it's easier, I feel like. How do you come back yeah, down? Yeah, but how about, how about this? So at the open, she missed her third squat. Do you think she would have gone that, chose that weight if she wasn't going head-to-head? And she would have stayed in her pocket and hit all three of her squats? Nice counter. Yeah, I think, I nice think competing alone is easier than doing an actual meet, like against competition. When you're yeah. doing it by yourself, like uh, an example of myself at Big Dogs, when I missed that second attempt bench 567, just I just misgrooved it, you know? I... Uh, I retook it for a third attempt just because of how important that meet was. Um, under no circumstances, if I was in the U.S., would I have retooken that meet. But I also knew I didn't fly all the way to Australia for a 530 bench. I needed yeah. more. So I just retook it and smoked it and was pissed. But that's the competitive nature because I knew I needed to, you know, to stay in the game. Yeah. Where, um, where like, you know, Steffi, maybe she has a misgroove on a squat or a bench, and she's like, oh, fuck that. I'm going to my next one anyways, whatever. I'm not even worried about that. Yeah. And then, because uh, she doesn't have any competition on the day, you know? Very good argument. So there is, obviously, if you're just, you have no one um, that you have to make sure you're going three for three, six for six, nine for nine. Flip side, I think when you're, I, have you gentlemen ever been in a situation where if there's no one there to push you, it's hard to get up for something? You're like, fuck me, this is a little tougher. If you go to like a local meet, are you guys past the local meet at this point where you're like, if you yeah. super care. We're all, like, I haven't we're all done, past the local meet. I haven't meet, done yeah. a local meet since 2013. Like, could it, if you showed up, could you even hit the numbers you want to hit or would it be really tough to psych yourself up and do it? Would you be like, some people can. Some people, they prefer local meets. De- and it's Dennis better. can do that. Dennis can wake up and decide to fucking squat 900 pounds and do that. <laughs> or he used to be able to do that. I, I, need <laughs> I could never do that. I need emotional attachment. I need some, I need to give a shit. Like, like Ashton, <coughs> Ashton Ruska can go to a local meet and just fucking light it up. Um, yeah. I, it depends on what you internally get motivated by. Some people, it doesn't matter if everyone's in the room or no one's in the room. I feel better. I'm more motivated if everyone's in the room. Uh, but for some people... I- but I think I think the you know the atmosphere of boss and there's you know her Hayden's there her her friends are there and the atmosphere there that it's still a competitive really competitive setting and it's really small and intimate so the energy is really loud so I think at that point you're still in a you know the adrenaline's still going to be up and you know she's still going to be going after these big numbers so yeah. I think and history it, maybe it won't lack any like you know competitive spirit yeah and it is it is a shot at history too she she wants yeah. to, if not take the wilks and if the wilks is there fuck it she probably might say last pull load the bar i'm not risking losing load the bar we'll, we'll go for the wilks or just get me into the 700s at least that's a nice club to join the 700 wilks club there's one person ever right right so it's worth it brennan tell everybody what happened tell me what happened i want, I want a bit of an update how are you doing and what the shit this dude just didn't see you on a bike or what the fudge yeah. was. Yeah. So I, uh, I just started riding again cause you know, I had my knee repaired 18 weeks ago. You know, it's a major quad reattachment. So I just got back on the bike. I bought a new bike too and everything else. Pretty stoked on it. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I was just get, I was heading to the gym and you know, we're, they're getting ready to get on the freeway on Craig road, which is a 45 mile an hour speed limit. And so, you know, you're moving pretty good. And the guy was in the far, far left lane. I'm in the far, far right. He uh, had missed his turn and decided it looked, you know, that he was going to make it and just slam on his brakes, turned, uh, never even looked. You know, I saw him turn right. Like, I just saw it all happen. Basically smashed into me, you know, and uh, I went airborne and um, came down, landed on my head. Uh, and then my uh, my 
butt and my hip kind of whipped, whipped down second. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty gnarly, pretty gnarly action. I remember it all. It was just crazy because uh, I didn't go out. And I remember it being very loud. And I just remember hitting, like, being in the air and thinking, like, fuck, this is going to suck. Like, <laughs> I, was thinking about, I was thinking about my knee. And I was, like, how, I was trying to think of how I could protect my knee. It's crazy on how much you could think. Really? And I, it, was, it was literally probably two seconds. Yeah. But I felt, but I have about eight seconds of memories that I processed right. in you, that time of being you, in the air. You know, they say sometimes, like, in moments where it is like a fight or flight, when the adrenaline comes, your mind can process things so much quicker. That's why the fight or flight yeah. kicks in. It, and, and when you're, like, life and death. And literally, like, a right. two-second... And look at, man, the, the trying to picture a 300-pound 300 300 man sailing through the air is really hard to do. But you, you fucking sailing through the air, that two seconds, man, yeah, I'll feel forever. And did you actually... Could you actually, like contort your body midair to try to do anything or was it just like out of control i tr so i i downshifted and then got in the brakes and turned into the impact oh, shit. so to help yeah to help minimize the hit and then in doing so when i hit i kind of rolled over with my shoulder like i was trying to take the brunt of like i looked down and saw asphalt and was reaching for the ground and couldn't and my arms missed it and my momentum just carried me over, and then I went head to head to butt and hip. And uh, I remember hitting, and then when I was laying there, at first I thought, okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And then I remember trying to move my legs, and that's when I was like, okay, never mind, this is a lot worse than I thought it was, because I, uh, I had no no movement at all in my lower half of my body. And how fucking um, scary was that? Jeez. That was fucking scary. It was a weird moment, and. Again, time slowed down, you know, and then, uh, you know, in Vegas, it's, it was 110 that day, so the asphalt was probably 120, so I'm laying there on the ground, just my back is cooking on the ground, just burnt me, and uh, I can't move my legs, I can't, I can't even wiggle away, you know, so, um, they, someone had laid a shirt or sweatshirt down for me to lay my, to, then they rolled me straight, because I was on my side, so they laid me out straight, uh, there was a nurse there that, who was, trying to keep my spine stable because we weren't sure of the condition of my spine or anything, you know, and, uh, and I couldn't move my legs. So, you know, mind you, it took, you know, 15 to 20 minutes or so is for fire to respond. And, uh, by time, you know, or to get there, maybe, yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty quick when you think about it, but you know, it seemed like forever, Dude. but, uh, by the time they got me on a backboard, and then uh, I was sitting there, and then they're doing testing, like, with my feet. I can see my feet moving, but I couldn't feel it. So at least, like, we knew I wasn't paralyzed. It was just Thank God, really man. bad. For half a minute, when you couldn't move your legs, were you like, oh, my God, I, I'm paralyzed? Oh, it was, it was about 20 minutes. And that, so, Jesus, yeah, it was about man. 20 minutes, and I'll be able to move my lower half. And, and I mean, your fucking anxiety must have been through the roof. Were you even, like, processing holy shit? I'm, I, I, might thinking, I might be paralyzed. I might be paralyzed. I was just thinking that I'm alive, like. I remember just thinking, like, how, okay, how the fuck did my helmet handle that? Like, like weird, you start thinking about weird shit. Like, I was like, damn, I can't, I can't believe how well my helmet handled that. Like, I'm awake. Like, I'm on <laughs> a great helmet. Hey, I hey give a right, shout out. Give a shout out, give a shout out to that brand. Give a shout out to that helmet brand right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know the brand. Oh, man, damn, this is the ultimate advertisement. Post about it. This is the ultimate advertisement. But yeah, so, right. So I was laying, yeah, I was laying there, and then you know, mind you, I can feel in my upper body that it's on fire on the asphalt. So I knew I wasn't completely paralyzed, but my lower half was completely numb and non-responsive. But by the time I got up on the gurney and all that, I can see my feet moving. So that was uh, a little reassuring. And then, um, 
you know, the of course, you know, what can go wrong will go wrong. That's kind of the case for me. The uh, the paramedics or the uh, ambulance that they had wasn't like their normal ambulance. Their rig was broken, so they had like a loner rig that had no air conditioning. Oh, anything. Like nothing worked. So I just remember being on the freeway and like you know they're sticking fucking needles in my arm and all that and cleaning up, trying to get the uh, asphalt out of my road rash. And, Jesus. And you know, oh man, stick, that would hurt. Yeah. And how are yeah, they doing I mean, that? They're just like brutal. wiping it. But, oh my god! And then you're hitting bumps on the freeway, and it's so hot. Like I'm just dumping sweat in the back of the fucking and, and blood like, and God knows what. Yeah. Right. I'm just like, dude, this is gonna be so gross by the time I get to the hospital. Like, so they rushed me to uh, UMC trauma and uh, in the trauma center. Um, yo. Know, uh, that's a pretty gnarly place to be. You don't want to be in their lungs because there's a lot of people going through some fucked up shit. And uh, it, the thing that I was most impressed with was how quick they got me naked. Like I was laying there in the bed and I get reeled in and then they're, you know, shouting out all my, you know, my situation, which is kind of like scary to hear. And then, uh, you know, and then they, they go, they next say, no, I'm naked. What, I'm just were, laying there butt-ass naked with what, all these fucking nurses around me. And what were they checking my spine and my, my neck. And They're yelling, yeah, was, like, look, at, we got we got a dead man. We got a dead man coming in here. Let's get him. You're like, hey, what the yeah, fuck, guys? I'm, I'm awake, for God's sakes. Uh, you know, right. talk more positively around me, please. Right, but my, um, my, dick was half, my dick was half hard, too, which is the weirdest <laughs> thing. <laughs> You you look down like as soon as it was male nurses stripping you, you're like, I'm gonna find out real quick if I'm if I'm paralyzed because I'll have a bit of a chub. Uh, quite <laughs> yeah, frankly, I, I'll have a I bit of a chub. Responding officer standing next to me, and I was looking at his handcuffs. <laughs> and just started, you said, "Oh, praise the Lord!" Oh, there we go. All right, yeah, okay, we're okay. But um, <laughs> no shit. So they were testing you, and and you you still at the point even if you can move a little bit your feet. You're not fully paralyzed, but you don't know like how fucked up you're gonna be at this point in your story. You don't know like how if if it's a full recovery or we're talking cane or what it is. Oh yeah, well at this point we were. It was still my spine, so they did an immediate X-ray, and I don't want to talk, go too talk too much into what happened. But I have a fractured pelvis, and I have uh, some fucked up shit in my spine. But um, again. A lot of it's, it was undetermined whether it was new or existing. Um, but the uh, the pelvis and everything, and then my... So I, I fractured my pelvis on the right side. Now, you know, mind you, we still don't know. I didn't know. We didn't know what the condition of the spine was because we needed an MRI because of the swelling and everything. And uh, just the x-ray is just not uh, conclusive. So after the x-ray, then, you know, I did a CAT scan as well. And then after that, you know, we have an MRI. Now, I have the worst MRI stories in the fucking world. Like, I literally, I've probably done, like, 60 MRIs, and I have 60 terrible MRI stories. <laughs> and, um, it, yeah, I'm not kidding. Like, seriously, it's fucking insane. What happens? But, uh, Why? What? So, this, well, just because I'm big, and, you know, I have anxiety, and claustrophobic, oh, and all this kind yeah. of shit. So, it's just rough for me, you know, and then. They you know, so we're going in for an MRI and uh, you know they get me on the MRI bed. Mind you, an MRI bed is just pure metal. There's no padding, blanket, nothing. It's just metal. So they're trying to get me into the fucking machine, which I don't fit in. And um, you know, 
I'll, I'll keep it short. I'm in there halfway in with my head while they're trying to work on it to get it to get it fixed. They can't get it fixed. This went on for about 45 minutes. Oh, geez. And finally, I told them to pull me out because I'm fucking freaking the fuck out in there. Yeah. So they finally get me out. Now they just now I'm just waiting on the bed for the ever, other MRI machine, which is smaller, to open up after, for someone to get out of it. You know, to do my MRI. Now when they get me over there, the machine when it's trying to suck me in, I'm so wide that my hips are completely submit like pushed on the sides. And when you get to my arms, I had to have my arms above my head just because my arms are too big to have on my sides. So Fuck. and it was pushed onto my lats. Dude. So mind you, Dude. When we got to my like a when we sausage. Got to my, when we got to my lats, the machine didn't have enough juice to suck me in. It was like, the city, the city had a blackout. Like the pushing city. the machine to aid it to suck me in. Then now I'm thinking, like, how the fuck is it gonna push me out? Like, <laughs> oh like, no! You know what I mean, like, dude, this so. is this is. I picture like a fucking like a crest toothpaste and they're squeezing you in trying to get the get the toothpaste yep. back in the bottle and and when that shit starts a fucking blackout for like half the city <laughs> and that's when a super villain in the movie like a superhero movie is created like oh my god what have we done to him you come out there anyways different story but yeah you, you, yeah you, so deal with, so deal with that so when it was all said and done it took like over two and a half hours to get an mri that is brutal man. <laughs> so you know, then, you know, you have to wait for the results. So, mind you, this is a very, very uh, anxiety-ridden time yeah. uh, for us. Oh, and uh, my wife, you know, had left work and is now at the hospital with me. So, I wasn't alone anymore, which was nice. And then uh, also my business partners came with me as well. But um, anyway, so we wait. And then, you know, the, when the doctor comes out, they basically say, you know, you're, you're – you, we – we clear. We don't think your spine's you know broken. We think that you know it's just the pelvis and all that, and you're okay uh, from from here. You know, but we need you to come back. So fast forward um, to yesterday. I just had uh, a follow up visit and um, with a specialist. So most of my pain that I'm experiencing is on the left side, not the right side where the fracture is, which is odd. But basically, what we're dealing with now is uh, I don't we don't know I don't know the name of the ligament or the tendon what it is, but it's basically like the uh, labrum of the shoulder, but it's in my growing. So in that growing socket, like in your hip, um, pretty sure that's torn. They don't know how bad it is, but they they have to do like an injection of like this certain type of dye. So um, I can't do any of that until the swelling goes away. So mm. I have another visit in five weeks. So I'm basically, you know, without you know, I, I'm bedridden or not moving for five weeks until I get the next MRI. I yeah. mean, hearing your story about the MRI, I'm not. I'm like half your size. I got claustrophobic going in there. I don't like. I don't like that shit either. I don't know what it it's is. Wow. It, it's there's yeah, something. Wow. If if you ever been in that thing and it it feels tight and they said. You know, let us know if you start, if you don't like it. And I'm like, I'll be fine. It's not that big of a deal. And I shit you not, a few minutes in, I was like, I'm getting a little bit of anxiety here, man. I got to get the fuck yeah. out of here. It's weird. I can't imagine that thing being so cramped. I have to have my arms up and my lats are squeezed against it. I can't fit in and I feel the pressure. And staying in there for that long while it's humming like that, I'm free. I, there's moving. no way in the And life. then the heat. The heat is the worst. So then you know you're pouring sweat the whole time, and then you know someone like myself, I have sleep apnea, so you can't like nod off because if you nod off, like when you start to nod, like you, you'll hold your breath and you'll then you'll take a breath and you'll move and you'll fuck up the image and they have to redo ah, it. Shit. Or 
like when the the pictures stop and then when they turn back on, it's, it wakes you up and then you like me, I flinch. So long MRIs like that I've had done, you know, in the past have been really fucking hard for me to do. I've gotten better because I've learned like just stay awake, suck it up, and just be awake for the twenty five minutes or so that it is. Listen, and then, uh, Brandon, I think you missed your calling because if you fucking flew off a bike. 300 pounds, smash your head on the ground like that, and you don't get knocked out. You should have been a heavyweight boxer and be like millions <laughs> deep, my man. Nobody's knocking you out if that doesn't do the trick. How the fudge? Did they Did they say that? Did they be like, okay, well, technically speaking, you shouldn't be talking to me. You remember? How do you remember? Like you smoke your head like that and you can recall everything. Like that's crazy, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've... You know, I've never been knocked out in my life. I've been I, I believe you. With, name I, it. You know, I've, I believe you. Know, I grew you. up, you know, I grew up rough, fighting all the time. So never, no one's have I ever been close to being knocked out. I don't know what that's like. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, if that's not going to do it, then I don't know what's going to. Uh, I've been choked out. Well, yeah, that's just more like airway or bloodway, but yeah, no shit. So yeah. in terms of the diagnosis, they said you're going to be 100% uh, or, you know, like what's, or do you not know yet? Still early days, but. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. Um, again, uh, there's a lot like we won't know until we have that follow up visit in five weeks and have another MRI. But I don't know, man. It's not looking good. If they need to do the surgery in the grow in that growing area in five weeks, it's a bolt basically through my pelvis, and uh, that's that's a pretty big deal. Um, you know, I already got two anchors in my knee now from the quad, you know, which is swollen as fuck, and I hit that pretty hard when I landed. Both knees are pretty jacked right now. My hips are, the hip, my hips are, I mean, I'm black, I'm literally black and blue from mid butt cheek all the way up to my mid back. Jesus. So, um, yeah. And, uh, and if, if that, if I need that surgery, it, that's, I don't know, man, that one, will, that one might be the, uh, the fork in the, in the steak, you know what I mean? But I don't know. I don't know. You just, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to think that yet. Because yeah. I, I don't want to get all worked up over nothing. You know, it's pretty, it's a pretty tough time for me as you can imagine. Yeah, I bet. And, um, what's the situation with that dude who hit you in, in like, you know, or you, you don't have to talk about all that if you don't want to, but is all that also have to be settled and all that shit? Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, he's obviously at fault and was given two, two citations and that's, you know, the gist of what I want to talk about, you know? And, uh, again, you know, it was just, it was an accident. Um, a bad one though you know yeah well shit man you're still here i mean you dude it could i used to work at the hospital in the in the emergency room when i was going to university um i was in like housekeeping and i could tell you stories man with people coming in on bikes parents coming in saying where's my son where's my son their 20 year old son and hearing the doctor have to tell them like your son's gone and that shit happened right. number one killer for guys like young guys like you so the fact that, like, dude, you're blessed. Like, you, you, you're, you're, you're built tough. Thank God. I can't believe you didn't even go out. So shit, if it's got to happen to anybody, you know, you're strong enough that you didn't even get not. Some people would never be the same getting hit in the head like that. You didn't even go out, man. I can't believe this shit, Brendan. I yeah, got well, faith. I'm, well, also the doctor was pretty adamant to making the point that uh, the reason that I survived this is because of my back and how thick my back is and my yeah. butt, you know. Um, a normal person's back doesn't have the three inches of padding that I do. So you know thick. what I mean? That's right, man. Right, so thick. Thank God. Right? They got you a big dude, man. They got you a big right? dude. You know, 
the, uh, again, you know, two ways of looking at it. The impact would have been less if you're lighter. But again, I also had the meat to support it. Uh, I know I'm lucky. I know I'm fortunate. Like I made a post, you know, and I said like if I didn't if I didn't have any, uh, any if I had any luck, it would be bad luck. And the more that I've had time to reflect on that, I disagree with that at this point. Like I'm, you know, it, it, most people die at a lot slower speeds. Oh, oh, hell and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not only die, but lose limbs, become incapacitated, can't think. Like, don't, like I definitely am suffering a little bit of head trauma. Uh, I my memory is in and out over the last few week over the last week, and uh, the the PTSD of I hate using that word because it's not real in my case. Like in terms of like a war vet, but I definitely experienced something traumatic and getting on the freeway. Going to my doctor's appointments with my wife driving is fucking scary, and you know I I find myself being a really uh, annoying backseat driver. Like when uh, you know a car is coming over, I'm yelling at her. I'm like, watch out, watch out! She's like, I, I see them, you know. And I think it's just something I'm gonna have to deal with. You know, it'll probably take a while to overcome, but it, you know, it's just uh, one of those things I guess you deal with after an accident. You just think everyone's gonna hit you. No, um, PTSD is the proper term. It's not, people feel shy about using it because it's always associated with a war vet, but that's not what it is. And you're not comparing yourself to that. It is real. Um, you will go through that in terms of once you're in a, man, you had a, you have a near death experience. You will have PTSD 100%. I've had friends that have survived and not survived. And, um, what you've described is fuck me. You're lucky. Uh, cause Especially, I mean, because I worked at the hospital, I seen more than my case of not survive. Young dudes almost always on a bike, but um, yeah, man, there, there'll be some 100% some shit to work out. That's totally normal. And uh, fuck, man, dude, as strong as you mentally, physically, I mean, you'll you'll bounce back. It's gonna make an amazing story. That's why, man, I'm glad you share it because you you will talk about this, and it is inspirational when people hear this. We talk about this a year from now. And we talk, we do the U.S. Open preview show. It's going to be a whole nother different story. And, um, and people draw inspiration from it. So I'm glad. And you're a good storyteller, too. So, um, yeah, man. It'll be all right, my man. I think so. I hope so. You know, it's just a long road. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just got off, I just got off the fucking couch for, well, I lost the couch for three or four weeks. And then now here I am right back at it. That's all right. But man. again. I'm not looking for pity, and I'm sounding like a little bitch when I say that. I'm just making a point of what I'm dealing with at the moment. And I know it's going to work itself out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just going to be a longer recovery is all. Yeah, yeah. You've been here. You Not quite like this, but you, you know what it feels like to be at the bottom, and it gets better. It, the shit gets yeah. better. It doesn't stay like this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man, thank you for sharing the story. I knew um, some people had actually hit me up asking when, when they found out you were coming on. And I was like, I don't know the full details. Um, I'll ask them because you're pretty forthright with it. Um, and so thank you for sharing. And uh, while I yeah. got you, fellas, um, anybody you guys want to thank or anything else we should throw in in terms of tribute or boss of bosses? Or do you think we pretty much said what needs to be said and uh, we can talk on the other side of them? I've said everything I've said. I, again, I didn't get uh, experience much of tribute, and I don't know much about Boss of Bosses, but uh, I'm sure there'll be more information uh, out about Boss of Bosses, hopefully after this podcast, right? Yeah. No <laughs> shit. No shit. They have to. That's one thing that I would like to see more of is, like, nominations posted, um, results by the actual Fed or meet directors. Like, here's the nominations. Here's the uh, the results. And 
you know, I don't like shooting on too much production value, but you know, live streams and stuff for some big shows is, it's important if they get tighten all these kind of things up sometimes because the, the lifting is crazy quality. Yeah. Maybe some better judging. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I couldn't tell you how many people asked me for the live stream for the trivia. I'm like, dude, what, am I the fucking meat director? Like, it's, it's, go to the... <laughs> it's, you know what? I mean, if people are asking, it's not good. Uh, no. It should be everywhere. It should be easy to find and, and yada yada. So, um, especially like who's lifting this this close to the meat. If we run like a big powerlifting pot, all of us, both of us, you know, the three of us got two different podcasts going. And if we don't know, fuck, man, our listeners don't. The, the, the flights should be ready. It's three weeks out. Like either like whether they show up to weigh-ins or not, you should have the flights ready, and you'll have a few drop off. But for the majority of you know ninety nine percent of the you know the the weight classes that who's going to be there, you can start making the flights now and then put that out for sure. Yeah, I would like to see that. Now, having said that, um, and I know you guys will already agree, but fucking thank God they they run something like Boss of Bosses year after year because um, I mean it's it's a high quality show and people got a, a venue to to lift that. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. So maybe we could talk on the other side of it if we see some big performances and um, or if like Steffi Cohen takes that Wilkes record or, or whatnot, or if our boy breaks that long-standing bench-only record. Yeah, definitely. Of, uh, I mean, it'll be big. But anyways, listen, gentlemen, thanks for coming on, as always. Uh, always a blast. Love catching up with you fellas, and uh, we'll keep in touch. All right. Talk to you, brother. Talk Thank to you, you later, fellas. See you later. Talk to you later. And there you have it. Broadcast one more time on uh, King of the Lifts. And um, you know what? I'm glad we got to hear from uh, Brandon Allen talking about his situation because um, he is that fun-loving, you know, goofball guy who's always cracking jokes and whatnot, but he's a for real good dude. And, uh, you know, he let his guard down and let you win, and he will go there. He will tell you, I was scared, I'm hurt, you know, I feel discouraged at times. Um, I mean, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate his candor and, and telling that story. And that is crazy. Um, I can't picture a guy 330 pounds sailing through the air like that. And the fact that he was sailing through the air and landed on concrete on his head and, uh, and never went out and, and could remember the process. God damn, man. He should have been in the ring. He would have been the NBA champion. If that doesn't do it, this dude is never getting knocked out. But uh, 100% hope that he makes a one uh, a full recovery. Um, I mean, I know he was doing super well in his comeback from his previous injury to his knee. And uh, it kind of puts in perspective, we thought that was bad. Um, you know, it, but if nothing else, he felt what it was like when he's bedridden. And, um, and so when he's feeling this right now, he knows it can only get better. This is the same type of period where, okay, this is the bottom. We're going to move forward from here. It's only going to get better. He'll get back on his feet, believe me, and we'll have him back on. It's going to be a good story. And we'll look back and listen to this podcast and remember what it felt like when he's on the bottom, uh, when he's right back up on his feet. So, everybody, thank you for listening. Let us know what you think um, about our predictions for Boss of Bosses and also about uh, our recap for the tribute and what you think in terms of comparing John Hack's performance with Jesse Norris's performance. I think everybody's in agreement 
we're really flipping a coin, trying to split a hair here. If you're trying to actually decide whose performance was better, let's be honest, they're pretty much neck and neck. They're both they're both all-time greats. You know, it's we're kind of splitting hairs, but it's fun debating. I mean, isn't it? So, and, uh, and more than likely, John Hack, who's still active, is going to eventually surpass that. But um, it'll be fun watching it go down. So until next time, six-pack lap of that. Peace.